glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, episode 367 of Kicking It With The King. It's a Sunday, July 25th, 2021, and we obviously, we, we talked for about like 11 minutes before, but I scrubbed the audio, I restarted, and I was like, no, we gotta talk about um, some other things, and I just, it was one of those times where you feel like you could do better, so it was only like 11 minutes in, but I feel like my insight and my input this time around will be a lot better, um, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, you know when you fuck up or you have bloopers and stuff, well, we kind of had like pop, uh, podcast bloopers earlier, but like I said, this is episode 367, let's, um, dive right into the stuff before we begin, as always, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen, support our show, five-star rating, we're available on Apple Podcasts, we're available on Spotify, you know the gist, ladies and gentlemen, so, without further ado, let's, like I said, let's dive right into it, TJ Dillashaw defeats Corey Sanhagen by split decision, and we actually just got done watching the fight probably about 10, 15 minutes ago, and man, that was a very, very close fight, equally, like, you know, two rounds apiece, I'd have to say, like, going into that fifth round, um, TJ Dillashaw very busted up visually because of that cut, and without that cut, I don't think it would be that, the fight would be that bloody, it was just, that was a really nasty cut, he said in the post-fight that that cut was the one that previously got open in the, um, at, caused them to reschedule this fight originally because of that cut and you know obviously really fucked him up early on in the in the fight but you know as the fight went on tj got stronger he landed a lot of nasty kicks any time Corey did any unorthodox spinning shit tj would get his back and drag him to the ground and you know, control him relatively, but the uh, first instance where Sanhagen rolled, he got TJ's leg and it subsequently caused an injury because TJ said he lacked and he was being lazy. And obviously, like I said, he fought the rest of the fight amazing. Obviously, a little quick little scare in the middle of the fight uh, when um, the doctor came in, but the doctor uh, said that the fight was good to go. And then 
obviously, like I said, very close round. Um, neither man nearly uh, took their foot off the pedal. I mean, TJ did get hit with a lot of clean shots, and Corey was as fresh as always. I mean, he seemed to be very focused, and everything he threw was laser sharp. And, um, you know, this takes nothing away from Corey Sanhagen, regardless of TJ Dillashaw getting the, the job done. I did say in the last episode um, that I picked Corey Sanhagen. I did... Uh, bet on Sanhagen to win because it's just like you know when people are off for so long and you know you're only as good as your last fight I was as I was saying in the last podcast and you know it's hard I mean I want to be proved wrong multiple times and TJ Dillashaw did prove me wrong and did get the job done um I want to talk about Corey Sanhagen for a second here, um, like I said, he looked great too. It wasn't those, an instance that Corey looked bad. It's just these judges and you know the control, and I feel like the wrestling and all that and everything TJ did, the control, relatively uh, being like it, it was a well deserved split decision, not a loss for Sanhagen. Uh, I think he can learn a lot from this little couple mistakes he said on his Instagram that he made, and um. You know, obviously, this takes nothing away from Corey Sanhagen because the bantamweight division is wide open. It's not like he got dominated in the enemy's decision. It wasn't like he got finished. No, Corey lost a split decision to TJ. Um, TJ looked as good as he can look for someone who hasn't fought in two years. And if you look at where the UFC was two years ago to where the bantamweight division is now and all the rest of the divisions, the 170-pound division, I mean, there are all these divisions and the sport quickly evolves. So uh, a lot of people were uh, pointing at the fact that TJ is a lot older for a bantamweight. They're judging him off his last fight. They're assuming that he won't be as successful because of his, obviously, EPO usage, which he openly admitted to using for his last fight um against Cejudo and that's why he got uh suspended but if I'm not mistaken the only drug test fail that TJ has had has been the one for the Cejudo fight because he was openly doing it to you know be able to have the energy to you know cut down to flyweight because it's, it's a a kill a daring a freaking uh, experience it's it's super traumatizing i'm sure especially when you're as big as tj is for a bantamweight and you're cutting down to flyweight trying to make the flyweight limit and he ends up losing in the first round and under a minute so that was an experiment gone bad and that was one of the worst things that tj probably could have ever done hence and caused him to miss two years of his fighting prime due to injury. But we're not here to talk about the past. We're here to talk about the future. T.J. Dillashaw gets the job done at the end of the day, regardless of a split decision, regardless if we thought Corey won or any of that. I did say that T.J. Dillashaw winning on the last episode, I said that him winning creates a big storyline. It, it, it adds a lot of flavor into the bantamweight division because the simple fact that he was a former champion, the last champion in that division other than Henry Cejudo, but really the last, you know, obviously, like I said, TJ Dillashaw. Like, TJ Dillashaw is absolutely a, a, a badass. I mean, his two wins over Cody Garbrandt back-to-back like that and just be beating the hell out of Cody, beating a Sunsau, and then, you know, obviously, like I said, TJ has had some... Uh, um, big fights and, and, and obviously 
uh, a huge popular star for uh, a long time. I mean, especially with those wins over Burrell and then the way he went and, uh, you know, his whole feud with the out team alpha male and all that. He has a huge story, too. So, um, unfortunately, that he got his in, his knee um, popped and stuff like that and, you know, um, might require surgery and all that. Um T.J. Dillashaw has injected himself, no pun intended, right into the bantamweight division's top. And it has been announced that we talked about this too. Um, we need a little bit of closure. Now we do have it. Aljamain Sterling will fight uh, Piotr Jan in a rematch. If you obviously, obviously like I said, you don't need me to tell you what happened in the first fight. You look at that. Um, they're slated to pencil that in. Uh, when is that fight? Uh, let's see. So, so that, uh, I think that, uh, when it, it was just announced, I think it's on the account. Hold on. Let me see. Give me one second. Give me one second. Um, it was just announced. It was on, why don't they have it on the Instagram? But yeah, so they've been slated to rematch. That will provide a lot of closure. I mean, if Aljamain Sterling, like I said, is able to come in there and uh, beat him, then that will be good for Aljamain Sterling. That will close a lot of doors and a lot of hatred for Aljamain, especially if he's able to get the job done a lot more convincingly against uh, Piotr Jan, because a lot of people only remember the last fight. So you're only as good as your last fight, and people only remember you for your last fight. So for Aljamain Sterling, um, he has a lot to prove in this one. And now, like I said, you inject TJ Dillashaw into the Bantamweight mix. So now we can talk about what's next. He said he wanted a title fight next. I don't disagree with that, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. Just, you haven't seen a fight for a while. And I think, obviously, like I said, the matchups are, uh, the matchups uh, make and create itself. So it's just interesting to see how he projects. I mean, you, you still got Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan. You got to mix it up. Maybe TJ Dillashaw gets the winner. Um, by the time they're done lacing him up, TJ probably will be on his way to recovery. But depending on when he gets back from his recovery and how bad it truly is, and we won't really get TJ because TJ might be on the sidelines, unfortunately. And he was obviously dealt with injuries throughout his career, said he was pretty banged up and uh, wasn't able to, to train the proper way that he was you know, training. And, you know, obviously went through a lot of adversity in this camp for San Hagen. But, you know, it is his return, and obviously, like I said, with the previous cut causing the delay of the Sanhagen fight, and, you know, the same cut getting busted open, and, you know, the suspensions, and, yeah, it's, it's a mess, man. This this fight game is pretty brutal, so, I mean, you can't have title aspirations and ignore the, the health and safety of your fighters and stuff. So, I mean, shit happens in the sport, legs get broken, cuts, injuries, and stuff, so, I mean, it'll be ideal for me to see TJ in the title fight again in the future, if he's healthy and stuff, and I, I do think he brings a lot of uh, eyes and ears to that division, so I think that he will do good, Um, like I said, going back to Corey Sanhagen for a minute, I do think that Corey Sanhagen, regardless of this win, or regardless of this loss, this takes nothing away, if anything, is still, uh, add stock to him because of his performance that he had 
he obviously caused a cut. He reopened it. Everything Corey was throwing, man, it just looked like it hurt. It looked like it was meant to put you out and, and you know, obviously letting a lot of uh, unorthodox shit. And, you know, TJ just shows he had a hell of a chin because lesser men has fall, have fallen. I mean, he knocked out Frankie Edgar, knocked out Marlon Marais. The way he knocked out Frankie, man, no one's ever done that to Frankie, and that forever will be something that a lot of us talk about, because that, that was fucking impressive. The fact that Sanhagen wasn't able to put TJ away shows you how good TJ really is. He has a good chin, his best days are at 135 pounds, he should not have fought at 125 pounds, that was a waste of time, it was a, it was a horrible thing to happen. And, uh, you know, I wish it didn't happen, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen, TJ Dillashaw is successful in 2021. So what's next? Obviously, like I said, I do want to see Sterling and, um, Peter Yan, um, obviously run it back. And then, um, like I said, we got a lot of heat at Vanaweight, so we can pull up the ranks. Obviously they won't be updated because, uh, they get updated. I'm not. I'm sure on Monday usually. So here we are. Bantamweight. Yet Peter Yan at number one. Corey was at number two. Probably likely will drop. Um, inject T.J. Dillashaw into this mix. But look at this from top to bottom. Peter Yan. Got Corey Sanhagen. Jose Aldo. Cody Garbrandt. Marlon Marias. Frankie Edgar. Pedro Munoz, Marab Dervalashvili, Rafael Asuncao, Jimmy Rivera. Dude, that's absolutely stacked from top to motherfucking bottom. Good God, that is absolutely stacked. Man, any of these guys. I mean, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt, both at the top of their uh, division. Uh, not top of their divisions. I mean, Cody uh, obviously coming off of a loss, but... In the top 10, both men in the top 10, uh, in, obviously, like I said, TJ has two wins over Cody. I did see, uh, a hint of a potential third fight by Cody for him versus TJ, which makes no sense because TJ beat him, uh, both times convincingly and, uh, one of those were for the belt, and he knocked him out convincingly in the second fight, too, so I really don't see a need for a second fight, um... Like I said, TJ should go and obviously get a uh, heal up and stuff. Obviously, we can't really talk about any future fights if he's not, uh, like I said, uh, healthy. So we got to get, we have to have him healthy before we think about any of these other things. For Corey, however, he can stay right up there. There's still lots of good fights for him. At 135 pounds, and uh, I'm pretty sure he will fight again before this year is up. And looking at it, I mean, we got Rob Font, who just had a great win over Cody Garbrandt. Um, uh, other than that, Rob, I mean, Rob Font, I mean, Rob Font's number three, and Corey was number two, so likely um, Corey might go down a rank, and the bank rank's gonna be switched up a little bit. But um, if Corey wants to stay active, and and keep himself firmly in that 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 uh that pitcher for the title because he is real close to it obviously depending on what happens with tj dillashaw i mean we have dominic cruz in the mix too and you know obviously there's there's a lot of fighters at 135 pounds and 
man, it's absolutely stacked. So it's going to be so interesting to see what happens with the 135-pound division pretty soon. Um, like said, TJ, what he's able to do and uh, what he's been able to accomplish throughout his UFC career has been absolutely stunning. So uh, all the best to all of those guys. Um, Quick little... Um, piece of news that I did catch on Facebook earlier. It was a, a screen grab of uh, one championship uh, talking about um, who they should sign next and Stipe put uh, what is it? Uh, like uh, What is it? You know, like I'm a curious, like that curious emoji. Like I'm curious, like as if he was hinting like he would want to be signed by one championship. Hence, if he wasn't in the UFC or something like that. But, um, what is it? I think he voiced his, he's upset that he's not getting a rematch, um, uh, against Francis and, um, looking at, looking at the division right now because they're, they're introducing this interim heavyweight title fight right now between Cyril Gan and, uh, Derek Lewis, so they're introducing an interim belt right now. So, I mean, I don't see the need for it considering how how soon our our most recent Francis just fought. So, I mean, I can kind of see where he's that makes a little no sense. But as in for rematches, and considering how the last fight went against him and Francis, Francis took him out in the first round. Excuse me, in the second round, but he he knocked him the fuck out in the second fight, and I don't think the third fight would go any time, any any different because it just I just think Francis is that guy. It's similar to the trilogy with Junior Dos Santos and Cain Velasquez. You remember the first time they fought? Do you guys remember the first time they fought? Junior obviously landed that seminal blow that ended the fight in 61 seconds on the first round. On the biggest fight card on that, that was free on TV to the first fight night on Fox. Junior knocks Cain Velasquez out cold. Then Cain Velasquez comes back and wears Junior down. He beats him up and destroys him for five whole rounds. Essentially changing his life and his entire career with all those damaging blows. And then they have a third fight. It's a little closer. Junior's a lot more prepared for it. He said he overtrained in the second one. They have a third one. And Kane similarly comes as the winner in the end. He was the best heavyweight. So we fast forward to 2021. You look at Stipe Miocic and you look at Francis Ngannou Francis has a win over Stipe Stipe has a, the first win over Francis that was the third heavyweight title defense that no one has ever done so no one's defending the belt more than three times and Stipe uh, or no one's defending the belt three times Stipe was able to do that he he defended the belt three times and regarded as the best heavyweight ever because he won that belt. But even the best heavyweight champions get beaten, and likely that's what happened. And that very likely was what happened. You know what? Francis beat him. Stipe beat him. You know, I'm all up for trilogies. I think Stipe does deserve a trilogy, but, 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 
I think that Stipe should fight one more person before that. Let's pull up the heavyweight ranks since we're looking at the heavyweight ranks right now. We're looking at the ranks right now. So we got Francis, um, obviously the champion. Stipe, number one contender. We got number two and number three fighting for the belt. The uh, interim belt, of course. And then we got number four, Blades. I do believe Blades has a fight booked, if I'm not mistaken. But looking at... Uh, oh. Blades versus, I think it's like Jarzinho Rosenstrike or something like that. But we got, I mean, the division isn't really too stacked. I think it's pretty uh, pretty dry, if you ask me. Fucking dry as fuck. There's really not a lot of exciting guys right now that could be fighting for the belt other than Derek Lewis and Cyril Gatton. I mean, Curtis Blades just got knocked out by Derek Lewis. Alexander Volkov just lost. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of... I mean, Tom Aspinall is an exciting one that I want to, uh, you know, get excited for. But right now, there's really nothing else. I mean, I don't know what St for Stipe. I mean, for me, being the number one contender, I mean, the fact that I defended the belt the most. And, you know, if you look at the how much defenses Stipe has and his status, I don't think Stipe should. I, I mean, I agree with him on this point because I don't think that there's any matchups for him that are exciting that would even get me out of the bed if it wasn't for a title fight. I, he's in an unfortunate situation. I don't think there's any good fights for him other than the title fight. Or maybe John Jones. John Jones. Maybe we could inject John Jones in the mix and have John Jones versus Stipe. Other than that, looking at these heavyweight ranks, I wouldn't want to fight anyone below me. Number one contender, Stipe, shouldn't be fighting anyone unless it's for the belt or it's John Jones. He's in an unfortunate situation. Derek Lewis and Surreal Gan are uh, maybe the loser of Derek Lewis and Surreal Gan. And then the winner of Surreal Gan and Derek Lewis will fight Francis for the title. And then Stipe can fight on the undercard against the loser. Or, I don't know, maybe the winner. I don't know. Not the winner, because the winner fights Francis. I, I backtrack on my statement. I mean, I really don't know because heavyweight division, when the heavyweight division is shallow, it's hard to match make and stuff. And so I'm guessing that's all they got to do to add some steam to it if my balls was hot, gets a belt. Because Derek Lewis punches like a truck. I mean, Surreal Gan, I, I actually did bet on Surreal Gan to beat Derek Lewis. I do think that Surreal has the obviously the striking uh, advantage, obviously, and you know significant experience advantage in striking, but um, you know all that can change with one punch, and that's what Derek Luce possesses: big one punch knockout power. Um, Surreal again can't be too relaxed in that fight for sure, and obviously, like I said, if he is relaxed, he's gonna find himself waking up with a flashlight in his face. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting, but I definitely see where Stipe is coming with the frustrations and stuff like that. And it obviously will be interesting to see um, who wins that one. And then we can go ahead with uh, heavyweight division um, from there. Any other notables that did win on Saturday night? Uh, it wasn't like super of a super stacked card, like I was saying. I mean, I was solely excited to talk about this because of the uh yeah because of the Sanhagen and obviously Dillashaw 
and the stacked 135 pound division and just a stacked division from top to bottom man it's like dude there's so many fights to make so many people that need big fights and just it's absolutely um you know crazy i mean, teach, I mean another fight i'd like to see regardless of it, if a belt on the line or not would be a rematch with tj and and dominic cruz i mean that would be a fun one right i mean i think both of those guys uh you know um obviously fought to a split decision tj fought to a split decision um did dominic cruz beat casey kenny by split decision or was it uh was it a unanimous decision Let's see. Oh, Casey Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's crazy. So, I mean, that makes makes sense. It makes it makes sense, ladies and gentlemen. But then Cruz yeah, Cruz hadn't fought for a year after that. Really. Because other than that, he uh before that, um Dominic fought Cody Garbrandt in 2016, lost. Hadn't fought for about four years until 2020, and then lost against Henry Cejudo. So that was two losses in a row. And then he comes back, beats Casey Kenny by split decision. TJ Dillashaw just beat Sanhagen by split decision. Why don't we match up the split decision winners together, right? That would be a good one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, for Dominic... Dominic deserves a big fight too, and we could play matchmaker right now too. We could go to let's go back to the rankings. All right, here we are. Bantamweight. We got a Dominic and Dominic Cruz take on Rob Font or something. I'm surprised uh, Sean O'Malley's not ranked. Then we got Dominic Cruz, Sean O'Malley. We got Cody Garbrandt. Maybe Co maybe uh, Sean O'Malley versus um, Cody Garbrandt. That's a fight that's been talked about for a while. You know, it'd be interesting, man. Sean O'Malley wants to continue his meteoric rise to the top and uh, declare himself one of the um, best bantamweights on the world. And, you know, he declares that he's exciting. So why not be exciting and uh, fight another exciting guy in the form of Cody Garbrandt, man? There's so much fights to be made, man. It's it's crazy, bro. It's absolutely fucking pandemonium at, at 100 and... Uh, 35 pounds. But, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you like our show, do subscribe. We are available on Spotify Podcasts. We're available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your shows. Um, do check out our sister show, Severely Open-Minded, debuting every single, uh, every single uh week here on the same platform that we built from top to bottom um follow me on twitter and instagram everywhere you get your shows ladies and gentlemen and like i said tune into kicking it with the king every single week we talk about the latest and the greatest news in sports fight news fight breakdowns entertainment and all of the above that was really like my biggest motivation to talk about the uh the bantamweight division you know mostly but um other than that 
I think that is it because it really just came back to talk about the the, the Bantamweight division and the fights to make. Um, let's look ahead to the future, uh, to next weekend's uh, UFC fights, and we'll make some fight picks, and we'll break down next week's UFC fights, and we'll touch base with that a little bit later. All right. Um, so, I mean, I'm not too excited for the next one. It's not really exciting for me, honestly. Um I mean, Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Who the fuck is Sean Strickland in? I don't know who Sean Strickland is other than the recent, uh, what is it? The recent uh, dig he threw at Sean O'Malley, I do believe. What did he say? Oh, he, he talked about uh, Sean O'Malley getting uh, a tattoo from uh, one Takashi 6 9 and he said that, uh, what was it? He said that you got like a tattoo from a guy who recorded an underage girl or something like that. Or who got convicted for uh, recording an underage girl or something like that. But he- here's the thing. I'm not defending Sean O'Malley. I'm not defending 6 9 I'm not defending anybody. Um, I think as fans, I think as people who... Follow their superstars, whether it's 6ix9ine, whether it's Sean O'Malley, whether you're a Conor McGregor fan, whether you, uh, whether it doesn't matter who you're a fan of, but regardless of if you're who you're a fan of, I think that people still, um, you know, we're we're not going to look at the downs that, I mean, people are still big fans of John Jones, Conor McGregor, um, Tito Ortiz, all these controversial figures and all these people, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, the list goes on, ladies and gentlemen, anybody that has controversy attached to their careers still have loyal fans, still have fans that will watch, still have people that will watch and decide to hate because they're just haters, but yet they'll still tune in and still watch Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Ben Askren, all these motherfuckers, everybody has haters and how I'm going to relate this to to more the more controversial figures, more like Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather, and obviously now um, Conor McGregor. But you know, Takashi Six Nine. I mean, all these controversial figures, not just fighters, but entertainers, rappers, all these people. Sean's just a fucking fan, honestly, and a lot of fans choose not to look at it like that because you know, like I said, not defending anybody here but you know we make the stupidest mistakes when we're young we make dumbass mistakes and uh it can cost you it definitely can cost you and you know obviously costs six nine to the point where he look at where he's at in a very fragile state in a way you know what i mean he's not the same loose guy he used to once be because of all the witness protection and and all that other shit that he had to go through and being arrested being in jail for so long and i think he's paid the price but um you know any average person would say oh you you support him you're you know same thing that goes with the people that support trump if you oh no if you support trump you're you're a racist or you're you're this or that you support anything that he supports if you support this guy you're supporting all of these different things that he supports no it's, it's people will come and jump to the narratives and stuff i mean sean normality is a fanboy he, he's a clout demon he gets clout let me like i said i mean he's a superstar he's i mean he has a controversy attached but why the fuck would Sean O'Malley be caring about what Sean Strickland has to say? Who's Sean Strickland, man? 
No one's even talking about Sean Strickland. This fight card looks fucking boring as fuck. This fight card is absolutely trash. Absolute trash. It's absolute trash. Trashy ass card. The fuck? I mean, I'm not really, I'm definitely not watching this one. I mean, Uriah Hall, Uriah Hall, I'm, I'm excited for his, uh, I'm excited for his advancement being the fact that he was one of the guys that couldn't pull the trigger at one point in time, and now he's knocking out Anderson Silva. He's uh, having big wins. Uh, who was Uriah Hall's last fight? Was it Anderson Silva? But Uriah Hall does, you know, he has absolute power, man. He's very, very, very dangerous. Oh, no, it was a Chris Weidman. He had the win over Chris Weidman. And that's when Chris Weidman broke his leg. So, I mean, 17-second uh, win. He's won one four in a row um, since losing Apollo Costa. And uh, three of those are by finish, and one of them was by a decision. Um, yeah, Uriah Hall uh, looking to... Uh, uh, get into the mix with a uh, five-fight win streak if he's able to get over uh, Sean Strickland. I mean, who's Sean Strickland? I really don't know who this guy is, man. I mean, I know I've heard of him. I haven't really watched him like that, though. I mean, he fought Kamara Usman a little while. I forgot. I didn't know that. I think that's what uh, our decision. Uh, so, um, Sean Strickland's first fight was... Uh, Sean Strickland, uh, so his first fight was uh, in 2014 in the UFC. He fought uh, guys like, good guys, uh, Kamara Usman, like I said. He, he's fought, uh, beat Brendan Allen. Wow, that's a, performance, a great performance. Brendan Allen had a great win over there. Uh, Puna Soriano, yes, last night as well. Josh Marshman uh, hasn't really fought anybody with a big name yet. Really? But this is an opportunity. Uh, Sean Strickland's agonistic. Uh, I don't even care who this guy is. I'm not going to sit here and talk about him. I don't know who he is. Um, but... Other than that, man, and then we got a couple title fights. Volkanovski coming up uh, against Brian Ortega. And then we've got uh, Derek Lewis versus Surreal Gan coming up, too. So we got a lot of action to uh, check out. I Like I said, I have been watching my show for a while, too. So I uh, think I'm going to watch a couple of those shows, too, after the show, too. So um, other than that, I think that is it for us on this post-show. Um, really excited for TJ Dillashaw, unfortunately. Like I said, the excitement goes a little out the window because he got injured. So I don't really know I should get too excited about his return anytime soon because of the unfortunate injury. Um, like I said, Corey Sanhagen still has big aspirations in that division and will be a champion later on. And, you know, I can't say when, but not too long from now, man. It's definitely um, really fucking good. And, you know, obviously busted TJ up and you know, really, really uh, showed why he still deserves to you know, be talked about in that division. So um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
like I said, anchor.fm forward slash start to start your own podcast today. You want to start your podcast, you want to be a part of the mix, you want to um, talk about all the latest and greatest things like as we do here on our show, um, anchor.fm forward slash start to start your own podcast today or download it in the app store. Like I said, I have it on my iPad and I have it on my uh, Galaxy. So be sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, and review, ladies and gentlemen. DJ, it's all yours. We will be back with another episode of Severely Open-Minded this Thursday. Uh, Severely Open-Minded returns, followed by a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King. I do believe we will do one on uh, Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. Kicking It With The King returns um, this Thursday as well. So, Severely Open-Minded, Kicking With The King in the same day. If not sooner rather than later so you just gotta wait and see that feed ladies and gentlemen wait for it every single week without further ado ladies and gentlemen though we are out of here we'll be back sooner rather than later we're out of this bitch bye folks Trying to get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. I come to party, trying to get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the flip of a switch. Party, trying to get lit, music allowed this nigga with hits If I hop on it, then hit what you get I just go in like the figure of a switch I come to party, trying to get lit, music allowed this nigga with hits If I hop on it, then hit what you get I just go in like the figure of a switch I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up DJ turn me up I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up DJ turn me up Party, party, let's get lit Let's get lit, 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 lit Party, party, let's get lit. Let's get lit. Lit, lit, lit. Party, feeling real good. Put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. 
feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. I'ma get a bag, get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake.